Welcome to Sadie's Divorce and Happy Podcast, where I discuss life after divorce with a playful, spicy, fresh perspective. Every episode includes burning questions, lively 10-minute talks, and tips to happiness. Are you ready for an amazing act two? Then join me on today's episode. It's time to get your new beginning started. I am so happy to be with you today, spending some quality time two days before Christmas. I want to know, how did your holiday shopping go? Did you find that emotionally available man you were looking for at the boyfriend slash husband store? Ah, if only it was that easy, right? Well, you could always go back to the mall and sit on Santa's lap and ask him for an emotionally available man. I mean, he's kind of magical, and I'm sure, I'm sure he could just add your unique wish onto his mile-long list. No problem. Okay, I have a better idea. I have a better idea. Are you leaning in? You can ask my guest, Coach T. Anthony. Coach T, he's the king dude of relationships, and he brings success to men and women in this often chaotic world of online dating. And today, today, Coach T, he is going to give you his best tips on how to vet effectively so you can have have one or two, why not, emotionally available men for Christmas and in the new year. I mean, there is no time like the present to learn a different way to date. I mean, you're divorced. Try something different. It's time. And you know how I just love my burning questions. Well, Coach T, he has some burning questions to ask you to make sure you're really ready to connect emotionally. Yeah, it's not just on the guys to be emotionally equipped. And to the divorced dad listening I promise you can apply all of these same techniques on your dates with the ladies too. I've got your back divorce, dad. Okay, but before Coach T asks you his burning questions, I get to ask him mine. Speaking of all things hot, if you've been enjoying my podcast for some time now, or if today is your first episode and you find so much value in the content, then I would love for you to buy me a delicious cup of Christmas coffee. And it's just so easy. Just go to buymeacoffee.com backslash Sadie Marie and you can buy me a cup or two online and I thank you for your support. Now let's get warm and toasty with some burning questions with Coach T. Anthony. Burning questions. Let's turn up the heat for 60 seconds. Well, I am so excited to have Coach T. Anthony back on the podcast. If you remember, he was one of my guests in August, and we talked about how to date like a dude. That was so fun, Coach T. Everybody thought it was so delicious. I've been shooting my shot ever since, enjoying it too. Are you ready for some burning questions on this delicious December day? I am here and I'm ready. Let's go. Round here we two. go. Round two, baby. Okay, 60 seconds on the clock. We're going to try to answer as many as you can within that time frame. And these have been tailored just for you. All right. Which emotion do you feel most often during the holidays? Humor. What's your favorite holiday date activity? A bottle of wine and two two wine glasses and a nice uh, city view. The color red makes you want to... Say hello. What do you like to spike your hot chocolate with? Bourbon. On a scale of 1 to 10, how important is it to have a sense of humor... When dating. 10. If you could date pizza, would you? Absolutely. When on a dating app, one should never... Be negative. What holiday movie makes you cry? Elf. What's sexier than yoga pants on a woman? Uh, no yoga pants on a woman? 
<laughs> I love it. Do you like eating cookies with milk? I do. Yes. Mm. Being emotionally available is like? Uh, take an Adderall. <laughs> what do you want from Santa this year, Coach T? Uh, a, a vacation to Mexico. Oh, that sounds delicious. I sure hope he yeah. delivers that for you. Well, that was fun for me. How was that for you? That was awesome. That was awesome. Round two was even more fun than round one. But yeah. the listener should definitely listen to round one, Date Like a Dude, back in August. So fun. Well, today we have a hot, delicious holiday topic. All I want for Christmas is an emotionally available man. And I'm going to tell you, Coach T, this was inspired because I posted about all of my fantastic male guests like yourself about a month ago on Instagram saying, hey, are you looking for an emotionally available man? It's kind of a fun hook for me. And, you know, you slide the carousel and then you read, you can find them on my podcast. And I had a listener approach me and she said, I've been looking for an emotionally available man for six years. How do I find one? And I didn't really know what to say because I am not a dating coach like you are. I, I'm a midlife divorcee doing a fun podcast about life after divorce. And I've had a lot of great, I would say, self-aware, emotionally available men on my podcast, but I'm not, I'm not a dating coach. So I want to invite you, the godfather of dating coaches, to help the ladies out this holiday season. Coach, how do we find an emotionally available man for Christmas or just in general? What do you think? You, you know, we can always go to the mall and there's a guy with a tit with a black hat and he says, go up the escalator to the right to the husband store, emotionally available men. <laughs> are in the back clearance is up on the shelf if it was only that easy right it just doesn't work that way it just doesn't work that way there's available emotionally available men are are everywhere it's not about finding them they don't wear a name tag uh or stuff like that it's about at least when my client asks me this question i will just then revert back to her and say Let's split this in two. You know, first of all, are you going to be available physically four to eight hours a week to put time into your dating to find someone? How many Let's hours just start a week? There. What was that number? Four to eight hours a week. Because well, if you're online eight. dating. I thought you said 48. I'm oh, like, no. Wow, Coach T, that's a commitment. <laughs> I don't know if I have that time. Thank you for clarifying. Yes. I'm a little hard of hearing, so thank you for clarifying. Two, okay. eight. Four, four two, to eight. eight. Okay, that's pretty reasonable. So if they say yes, and then I say, okay, great. That's part of it. Now, are you emotionally mm. available? Now we yes. get into the nuts and bolts. Are you, are you are you over your ex? Have you dealt with traumas? Um, is there anything going on that would stop you emotionally from connecting with someone? And that's when they go, well, you know, I haven't really dealt with this or dealt with that. Or they say, yep, I've dealt with everything and I'm ready to go. So then I say, okay, so now how do we find someone like you? Well, the only thing we could do is vet people when they come into our life. If you're interested in this man, you have to ask the right questions without being demanding. Ooh. If you put them on the spot, they're going to say, no, I'm good. Right. Too much too so soon. You, yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. Are you over your ex? <laughs> and if they're like, yes, they'll be like, yes, no I hot am. seat on the first date. No exactly. hot seat on the first date. No hot seat. Ladies. So I got two questions that I always give my clients to okay. ask no matter what. First question is ask them in a normal conversation. What is the biggest takeaway from your last relationship? Mm, that's a nice this, open kind of safe, soft Direct yes. question. And they can't wait to tell you. They can't wait to tell you. Oh, they will tell you a lot, probably. They will. They'll be like, well, I'm still trying to figure this out because she broke up with me 
and she won't re respond to my my phone calls. She won't respond to my texts. I just I don't know what happened and blah 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 blah. And then of course, what does that tell you? Not ready. They're to not date. over their ex. Oh, they're, they're not. They're not over their ex. They're so right? bad. So that's one question that will you know will really what if do what wonders. if the response is well I'm working on a closure letter. Oh, uh, working on a closure letter. Yeah. And then what? Are you going to actually send the letter? Or no, I'm just saying. What if the guy? What's what if the guy responds with that? Which well, is right highly now. unlikely. Well, but you I'll never give you know. an answer. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard. I've, none of my I've clients have said, hey. I have had men tell me that. I'm like, well, at least letter? you're working on closure. Yes. Well, let's. let's, let's never let's, send those letters, saying. by the way, listener, ever, ever. But anyway. Yeah, put them in a drawer. Put, put them, them in a drawer. drawer. Read them to your therapist. Read them to your bestie. Look, but if, anyway. If, they're, if they are, if the conversation is positive. Right. And not just all like, oh my gosh, I'm just, and they're just rambling on about this person and how much they love them and they, how they got hurt and all that. There's a difference, right? There's a difference of someone in the process of finally getting over someone and then, or the other person where they're just still in this limbo. They're stuck. They're stuck, right? So that question right there could give you a lot of details. The next question. And you should also is, ask yourself that question, everyone. Yes, yeah. Listener a, specifically. <laughs> oh, yeah. I always say, hey, ask you these questions to yourself right and you got to be honest and exactly don't, a lot of times they'll be like well mine's a little bit more complicated i'm uh, like no no so no much. no no right 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 no 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 let's not do that because now you're giving yourself a free pass right to not do the work and right? if you're giving yourself a free pass you're probably giving somebody else yeah a free pass and then you're both free passing it and you're not really going anywhere yeah yeah no exactly, exactly. or you think your stuff doesn't stink and you're going to mm. hold someone else to a different standard and that's not going to work either. I like how you keep so, it real. I love yeah. that about you. So okay. second question second to question. find out if he's emotionally available is what keeps you busy? Okay. And then they go, well, you know, because of my last breakup, I just, I do nothing but work now. I work 14 hours a day. I'm just, I'm pretty tired by the time I get home. I mean, they'll just tell you. So all we got to do is calculate. Okay. Works 14 hours a day. Uh, tired when you get home. How are you going to date? Where are you? This goes back to splitting the emotional and available. When are you going to be available? Right. If you're not date? even available physically. Right. Yeah. You're, 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 you're exhausted. You're telling me you right. work all day. And so what keeps you busy is huge. It could definitely tell us a lot about what they do during the day. Now, it could also tell us, well, I don't, you know, I just kind of work and I don't really have any hobbies. I don't really have any friends, I don't, you know, not much going on. That tells you something there that you're going to be the center of their world. You're going to have I'll to make their life. On that. Yeah, you're going to have to make their life meaningful. So make sure you ask these questions that really, uh, you know, get us a good response and not a yes or a no or you know, because if you put them on the spot, like the hot seat, you know, are you emotionally available? Yeah, of course. You don't want to ask questions like that because when you back someone into a corner, they're always going to be like, well, I don't want to. Well, it triggers like a fight or flight. It, it, yeah, right. Don't want to trigger the midbrain on a first date team. Yeah. Or so, anytime, really, if you can help it. But. And I, I would ask these questions right out of the gate because a lot of times we waste too much time with, you know, because when I ask my client for a data dump, I say, hey, let me see your messages. Three days of messages and and nothing of importance has been asked. And it's because I'm enjoying the conversation and I don't want it to end. I don't want to blow. I don't want to ask these questions because I might get the wrong answer. But now all you're doing is, is you're, you're, you're basically just ramming up your, your dopamine drip oh, for what? That's true. We do and, love and our you're, dopamine, you're, don't we? I mean, it's, it's fantastic. Yeah. I mean, who doesn't? That pleasure drug. Darn it. It is. But you sooner or later, you, what is more important? The pleasure drug or 
what you're actually looking for in a long-term relationship. And you should be asking, hey, what does a long-term relationship look like for you? What does a commitment look like for you? What does a relationship two years from now look like for you? What are your goals in a relationship? Things that they can answer without a yes or a no. And, and you should be asking these questions right away. We don't, time is of the essence. I, I ain't Especially got no in midlife, especially in midlife. We've learned well, a lot. We need to apply the learnings. Well, and it, look, and if we don't get through the vetting process quickly and say yay or nay, I want to continue, we get drained. We get so drained to the point where we go back to our comfort zone, go back to our routine, and we just say, forget it. Forget dating. Yeah, forget dating. Right. I, I have a lot of female friends who do that. Yeah. They think I'm pretty tenacious because I have not done that yet. But I feel, this is what I feel, I feel like I'm, I have to do something to learn it. Like you, you know, how do you learn how to do anything? You have to do it. If I want to learn yeah. how to date well, I have to date. I can't just read a book or listen to a talk. I actually have to live it in my life and practice the hard things and and have the conflict and, and work through things like that. Otherwise, how am I going to learn how to date differently, Coach T? I, I agree. And a lot of my clients are divorced. And I'm like, you went through a divorce. And if someone asked you about a divorce, you could pretty much tell them, exactly what divorce is like and what what happens, the ups and downs and everything like that. Same with dating. Yes. Without actually going through it, you're not going to have a lot of answers. You're going to hear some some stuff through podcasts and, you know, IGTV lives or whatever. But unless you do it, unless you get out there and do it, that's why I went on uh, 20 dates in 60 days virtually during the pandemic because I wanted to connect. And plus my my uh, client, John, I told him to go on virtual dates. So you challenged yourself. Asked, he challenged me and I was uh, like, nice. oh, let me just do this and let me make sure that, you know, and I love your, and it, it was great. And I love your mindset around it, how you said emotionally available men are everywhere. And I don't know if you knew that's my new mantra. That was my new 2021 mantra because I had to change my mindset around it because if you have a scarcity mindset, that, that's not going to help you find what you want. It's only going to trigger more fear. And I think a lot of women, in my observation, I'd love your opinion, have a scarcity mindset that emotionally available men are like Santa Claus. There's just one of them and he shows up once a year. We got to change that mindset, right, Coach T? Well, but here's here's the problem. They they go out on three to five dates in six months and none of them were emotionally available. So now no one's emotionally available. So you have a a uh, testing pool of five people. Yeah, got it. That's got not number, gonna it's give, a, kind of a numbers game, isn't it? it, it kind, well, it, it, it kind of is. If if you want someone of 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 you know being specific of what you want. You're going to have to go through a lot of people. What's the old saying? Got to kiss a lot of frogs to get the prince. It's the same thing. It's the same. It's not changed. It, that was way back in the day when that thing came out. But it's literally the same because there are men that aren't emotionally available. But if your pool of testing I'm is only challenge five that. guys. I think everyone is emotionally available. They might not just not have the skill to present that. I think we all have the ability, right, to be emotionally available. We all feel things. It's just women have been given the luxury through culture to be very demonstrative with our emotions and men haven't as much, which also I really want women to be more empathetic around that. I mean, look how we've been given so much freedom to express ourselves, just like men have been given so much freedom to be sexual beings and women haven't. And now mm -hmm. in midlife, women are like, I'm going to be a sexual being. And I see a lot of men in midlife saying, I'm going to be an emotional being. And we're coming more to the middle and meeting each other there, which I think is a beautiful thing. So I really want to see more women give men more uh, you know, empathy around that and show more modeling. Like this is how you do this. 
instead of getting so impatient and just giving up and just throwing in the towel and being so negative about it? Uh, I mean, that's that's great, but in the end, <laughs> in the end, the guy still has to do the work. He does. I mean, he does. You know, Absolutely. And, and culture has to support them, him to do the work. And it doesn't. It doesn't because we're men. We're not supposed to be emotional. We're can't to, women be you know, more supportive instead of just so negative? I, I think a lot of them be. are coming around and, and, and being that way. But if you look on online dating, there there's there's no, um, they're basically just listing, you know, stop doing this and stop being That's this way. That's not helping. That's not helping. It's not. Positive reinforcements. They're basically putting all the guys in the same box because of a few. Correct. That weren't their cup of tea and aren't emotionally available or aren't this or aren't that. So now they're like, just demand, 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 or just swipe left. And it's like, that ain't going to get you anywhere. I agree. So what's your advice around that? What's your tip uh, my tip is to talk to the people you want to attract and not talk to people that you don't want to attract because that's what the profile is for, right? The profiles today are so many people are getting frustrated off a few, you know, idiots that are coming off badly or poorly or not just their cup of tea. Right. So now they use that space to talk to those people. So because they think that's going to weed them out or that's going to relieve their frustration. And it's not because the right guy is right there. He's reading that profile. Yes, yes. And he's going, I know nothing about this woman. All all I know is that she had a few bad experiences and now she's yelling at everyone else who wants to do the same thing to her. Which is why in your burning questions, you said never to be negative. Right. It That's never. good advice. That's good advice. It's keep, just keep talking. That's like if you had a, uh, a house for sale and you had a, a, a couple people come through and goes, you know what? Those bushes just... Those bushes aren't doing it. You know, I'm not even going to entertain this house because of those bushes. And then the fourth person comes and they say, and they put a sign out and says, if you don't like the bushes, just leave, you know, or if the bushes are staying. So if you don't like them, get the hell out. All Instead or nothing. Of, right. Yeah. Yeah. So basically they're, they're turning off like, Hey, I don't, I don't, I don't have any issues with the bushes, but why are you being so negative? Well, I, I don't know anything else about the house because you're so concentrated on the bushes. And this is the same thing that I happens with online I think, dating. I don't, I think it's a defense mechanism and I'm going to make a confession. You know, this title of this episode is all I want for Christmas is an emotionally available man, but you know what? My my Christmas wish is really Coach T. I'm going to tell you. I'm writing it down. Hold on. Okay, tell Santa Claus too. <laughs> I want to be more emotionally available. I want to be that way. I've learned in this last year, I'm not as emotionally available as I thought I was. Mm. Well, if you I better split work it on like that. A, if you split it like I said, one, are you even available? Are oh, you I'm making available. yourself available? No, I am. Okay. But I'm not as much as I thought I was. I was pretty shut down, obviously, after my divorce. I was pretty shut down for, I'd say, a good two mm -hmm. years. I remember dating a man casually. He, he, said, he said, you're pretty hollowed out, Sadie. That kind of was a cold splash of water in my face. I had to sit with that for a minute. No one in my life had ever told me that before. So that was kind of a reversal in the story of Sadie Marie dating after divorce. So I'm like, okay, I need to do some internal work. I, I do want to have more relationship, more connection. I better do some work on myself. And it's not as easy as I thought it would be, Coach T, which makes me a little more empathetic towards the guys. I'm just going to say it. Yeah, it's not. I, no matter if you're a man or a woman, right? if we have work to do, a lot of times we drown that work in other things. Work, you know, drinking, booze, drugs, whatever, and not, eat, and not work on it. But we don't tell anybody that. Right. So the friends and the family are like, hey, it's been six months. Why aren't you back out there? So then, of course, they get feel pressure to get back out there. And all they've been doing is drinking and working themselves to death. So they're really not available. 
available, but they're out there because of the pressure. Or because they want sex. A lot of people date because they want sex, right? I mean, that's true too. I mean, you could always go out and do that, but. We all like a little sex. Nothing wrong with sex. (laughs) I'm a fan of sex. Okay. So how can men and women help each other out? around all of this emotional availability. How can we help each other out, Coach T? Can we end with that? I think it starts with the connection in the beginning. Stop connecting on stupid stuff. (laughs) Just stop it. I'm so, I mean, I see these messages. I see my clients' messages. Just fluffy, shallow, silly. Shallow. Yeah. You're not, you're, neither one are, are have the courage mm. to get into it and really try to vet the person properly because they are enjoying this so much and you got to stop it. Just stop. If you want a deeper connection. I mean, some people if don't. Want, and so they're just going to stay on that level of communication. That's that's great. That's awesome. Look, there's, I have clients that just want something casual. Yeah. And when I see that, I'm like, you're on your way. That's a great start. You're winning. You're winning. So now you guys just go play tennis and hang out and do whatever it is you got to do. But yes, if you're looking for something more, then you got to get off the train of this nonsense. It's just, it's too much. I just, I, I, I just, I, I, page after page, it's like reading a script. It's like, oh my gosh, what? Oh my God, you guys like apples. Oh, you like apple pie. Oh my God. Oh, yay. Like, I don't care. Nobody cares. That's not going to, uh, that's not a long-term investment question. Sure. Whether or not you guys are going to be together or compatible, you know, are you marriage minded? Where do you see yourself in two years? Married? Do you see, you know, uh, you got to ask these tough questions. And, and not everybody needs to be married. Well, right? if I'm that's not necessarily their pining goal, for, okay, if that's their goal, thank you for that's clarifying. Their goal, thank you for if clarifying. that's their goal, you need to find gotcha. out. Gotcha. So you need to know what you want. This <laughs> yeah. is how we can help each other out. Listener, you need to know what you want. You need to know what you want and put it out there and have the courage to put it out there. And if you just want casual, you need to be really clear about that too, right, Coach T? Yeah. I just just want casual. Help, help a lady well, out. Help a guy the out. Most being specific is key because yes. if you think about this, if you hit it off with someone and for two or three weeks in this whirlwind romance, oh my gosh, it's just unbelievable. Oh, dopamine you, I mean, it's just great. It's just like in the movies and you didn't talk about anything worthwhile, nothing on compatibility, nothing about your non-negotiables, nothing. And you find out, well, yeah, this is great. I, I want to just stay like this. I don't ever want to get married. I've been married. I don't want to do that again. That should have been talked about in the beginning. Sure. So now, guess what? It's hard to break free from that because right. it's so good. So then you keep going down the road and now let's see if we can change him. Now, if I could just, ugh, yeah, I don't, just maybe I don't change, change anybody. I'm just going to change myself. I think for me, it's just keep on working on myself. For me, I care about how I show up. If I show up the way I want to show up, that's a win. I can't control how anybody else shows up. But if I can show up the way I want to show up, and if I make choices that feel right for me, that's a win. I mean, what else can I do? Uh, that's that's great. The other thing you could do is just to make sure that they are genuinely uh, respectful of you being who you are and you showing up and that's what they want. Right. And saying the yes, long term, yes, if the long yes. term is that if that's the key. Yes. A lot of times they're like, oh, yeah, I met this girl. She's great and blah, blah, blah. But OK, do you guys have the compatibility to move into a long term relationship for the rest of your life? If that's what you want, if that's right? what you want, you just need to know what you want and that the other person aligns with <clears throat> what you want. 
Right. Yes. And I think we uh, we waste a lot of time uh, not figuring that out. And because it's scary, because nobody wants to ask the tough questions. And well, then and we need to ask just... ourselves. We can practice by asking ourselves the tough questions. That's a good place to yeah, start. And again, there's, there's ways to do it. Like, <clears throat> what's the big takeaway? You got to ask open ended questions. You can't just be, put them on the spot. You know, put, you know, I, you know, I see some of these, I, I, I sometimes I'll tell clients like here, here's a list of questions, put them in throughout the conversation. And they take the questions that I give them and they turn them around and just put them on the spot. A yes or no. And then when, and, and they and they, of course, what do they say? Yes, I am. And, and then they go, see, he is. And then two, three <laughs> weeks later, oh no, I, I found out that he's not. And he was just nervous and he answered differently. And I'm like, ah, oh, it's, <laughs> I don't even know what to say after that, but that happens a lot. They like to, they like to, uh, they want the yes. So they change it. Sure. And, um, instead of letting them just vomit. But don't you think everything. when you're more emotionally available, you can see the truth more easily and accept it and be okay with it because you're so comfortable with yourself. I mean, if you're really comfortable yeah. with yourself, you can see the truth pretty quickly. Don't you think? I don't know. <laughs> I don't, I don't know if you could see it all the time. Not I'm all sure. the time, but I think it's more easily to accept <clears throat> the truth it, when you're really comfortable with yourself, when you're really solid in yourself. A- accepting the truth, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. The rejection is almost, you know, it's not even there. Because if I'm strong in who I am and I'm emotionally available and I know what I want and they're like, no, that's not what I want. Right. It's almost not like a rejection. because no, it's just a pass. It's just great. I'm glad that we didn't waste time down this road and journey. Right. Now I can find someone that is on my page. But the people that aren't, you know, emotionally available and haven't done the work and everything, people, they expect everybody to like them. Mm. They want everybody to like them because they really don't know what they even want. So they get rejected and hurt so badly. Sure. And it's almost, and I tell them, I'm like, look, for one, first, you got to find out what you're looking for and what you want and stick to it. Set the standards and, and go from there. But two, think about how arrogant it is to, for anyone to think that everybody should like you. Well, it's unrealistic. It's unrealistic. You don't want everybody to like you. And rejection is a part of that. You want people to get rejected. So if you're really hurt by rejection, that means you're you're basically saying everyone should like you. And it's not. You should be able to be okay with that. Like, hey, I'm going to get a handful of rejections and I'm going to get a handful of maybes and I'm going to get maybe one or two. Hey, yeah, let's try this. Right. And you got to be okay with all of them because you, in the end, we're looking for the one, the right person for us. Or the two or the three, you know, depend, depends on your, Dep- depends you know, on I'm, a little, you I'm a little ethically non-monogamous over here, a little polyamorous. So, you as, know. Si- as Jerry I'm- Seinfeld would say, there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> I know. I like it this way. <laughs> well, I know one thing, Coach D, I sure like you. And I know another thing we could talk about this topic for hours and hours, and maybe we'll do a part two later on. But I am so glad we could talk a little bit today about how to be be more emotionally available and how to find a more emotionally available partner. We'll see what Santa brings us, won't we? Now, how can the listener find you this holiday season with all your great I only, advice? I only have one place I hang out and that's Instagram. You sure you hang out there. It's delicious. I love your, <laughs> so funny. At the day coach, slide into my DMs, try not to trip and fall. I'm always available. Well, I appreciate your time today. It has been delicious and insightful and entertaining. And I hope you have such a happy holiday, Coach T. You too. Let's do it again soon. Absolutely. I just love that Coach T. I told you he was magical and he's just so damn funny. All right. Say it with me now. It's the perfect Christmas cheer. Here we go. Emotionally available men 
and women are everywhere. And now you know how to find one or two or three. What? Am I greedy? Nah, I'm divorced. But seriously, Coach T's tips were the best Christmas present ever, right? You know I'm right. Makes me want to do that holiday cheer all over again. But I'll refrain. And instead of a cheer, I'll give you a tip. A tip to happiness. Say these tips to happiness. My tip to happiness this week is use your imagination and imagine the best. To quote my friend Albert Einstein, imagination is more important than knowledge. So listen to the genius himself and use your glorious, delicious magical imagination and imagine the best, the best for your Christmas and the best for your life in 2022. And what is so cool about your brain is that it has a difficult time differentiating between things that happen in your imagination versus the things that happen in real life. So when you're imagining, say, yourself on a hot date with an emotionally available man or receiving praise from your boss at work or finishing a tedious home project, you are essentially telling your brain to respond as if those experiences were actually happening. And suddenly you have created positive emotions like happiness, just poof, out of thin air. Talk about magic. So deep dive this holiday season into your delicious imagination and imagine the best possible Christmas and the best possible new year and the best possible life after divorce. Yum. Well, I sure enjoyed today's yummy conversation and be sure to treat yourself to more yummy and find Coach T. Anthony on Instagram and hire him for the new year to spruce up your dating app. You'll find all of his contact information in the show notes. And if you've loved this episode, be sure to visit my website, divorcedandhappy.net, where you'll find all of my Life After Divorce podcasts. And be sure to follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Sadie's Divorced and Happy. And if you follow me on Instagram, be sure to look for my reels with my emotionally available man, Ryan Gosling. Mm. Have you seen that movie, Lars and the Real Girl? So good. Perfect holiday flick. I highly recommend it. And I highly recommend that you join me next week for a happy ending to season one of Sadie's Divorced and Happy with my guest, author, Dr. Elizabeth Cohen. Till then, you take good care and have the merriest, most magical Christmas.